Hi guys, welcome to the brand new podcast, Divorce, What I Wish My Parents Knew. My name is Grace Casper and I will be your host on this journey. I am currently 23 years old, I'm a child of divorce, and I'm writing a book on divorce from the kid's perspective. Did you know that there are plenty of resources out there on divorce, but practically all of them are written by psychiatrists, doctors, other adults that have been through divorce, but I haven't seen very many written by the actual kids. This is really unfortunate because there are a lot of divorces that happen, which include the kids. I want to share this letter with you that I will be reading at the beginning of every episode to remind you that you are not alone. Dear parents, divorce was not in your life plan. No one anticipates getting a divorce. It completely turns your world upside down and forces you to create new rhythms without your life partner. You might have regret or anger or feel a sense of freedom. Either way, there is hope. If you're listening to this podcast, this probably means that you have kids. And if anything good came from your marriage, it was your kids. So as you listen to what these children of divorce have to say, I challenge you to listen before becoming defensive, to be humble and open-minded, to take notes and even share or digest these suggestions with your friends. You are not alone in this journey. Unfortunately, the divorce rate is rising and more and more families are choosing this path, but it's up to you on how you want to create your new family. You could choose to create a healthy one that actively seeks out wholeness and healing, or you could stand still and create a dysfunctional one that stays mad at how things have turned out and never seeking healing. But something tells me that you're seeking the first option. Are you ready to be taught by a child of divorce? Let's do this. Hi guys, welcome back to Divorce What I Wish My Parents Knew. Today I am joined with Bella Duncan, the the woman, the myth, the legend coming all the way from Australia. It's crazy. She's living in Saturday already and I'm still living in my Friday at 4 p.m. So Bella, thank you so much for making time on your Saturday morning to join me. Of course. I'm so happy to be here. So happy to be chatting to you, Grace. This is really exciting. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. So Bella and I, uh, this is pretty wild, but Bella I found her through Home Sweet Homes with Fiona Kong. Fiona's like, have you heard of Bella Duncan? And I said, no. So then I looked up her Instagram and it is wild. I was like, oh my gosh, where has this girl been all my life? Like, I think we're around (laughs) the same age. She has all of these marvelous posts about resentment and it was the divorce my fault and like, having to pack up from house to house and that can be emotionally exhausting all these things and I was like yes 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 she gets it and I thought man why have I never heard of this woman so I'm so glad that I crossed paths well electronic paths with Bella today (laughs) um but Bella would you please give us your divorce stats yes okay So, hi everybody, I'm Bella Duncan, aka a kid with two homes. My parents divorced when I was three. I have a younger brother who is 21, about to turn 22. I just turned 24. Uh, My uh, dad remarried, my mom's repartnered. What was the next grade? Do you still talk to your mom and dad today? Yes, I have a very good relationship with both my parents, uh, and that is kind of one of the main things in my life. Um, and my parents' divorce was very much 
focusing on my relationships with both my parents despite their divorce. Uh, and I've got plenty of tips of uh, how, how they did that well and how they could have improved. Yeah, totally. Well, I would love to hear with the good stuff first. So what stuff do you feel like your mom and your dad did well through the process of divorce? Yeah, for sure. So my parents, uh, obviously my brother and I, I was three and my brother was one. Uh, and from the get-go, my parents understood that it was really important that we had a relationship with both of them. Uh, and so figuring out a schedule and a custody arrangement around that was um, imperative. I know that um, that can be quite a big of a bit of a struggle. Uh, here in Australia, we obviously have family courts as we do in the U.S., um, and, you know, you go through different steps, whether it be mediation to work that out. Um, my, my brother and I's arrangement worked out to be uh, – worked out to be from a Saturday at 4 p.m. to a Thursday after school, we would be with mom. And then Thursday after school, so Saturday at 4 p.m., we'd go with dad. And so that um, arrangement allowed us to see both parents weekly um, and our parents both promoted, you know, sustaining that relationship. Um, seeing both parents and having that stability uh, was really important, but um, it, yeah, it, it had its had its benefits and it had its um, had its faults. But at the at the end of the day, I was very grateful that both my parents knew that we had to seek both of them on a on a consistent basis. I think it's cool that based on kind of what you just said, it sounds like both parents had a mutual respect for one another and thought, okay, yeah, Bella still needs her dad. Bella still needs her mom. And I think that's one of the biggest tips that we've found on this podcast is just encouraging parents that, okay, I know that you maybe are not the biggest fan of your, your ex-partner right now, but you have to believe that there's a reason why you fell in love at one point and that this person is worthy of being in your child's life. Not excusing abuse, and that's a whole other topic. That's but a whole other topic, yeah. Yes, yes. But with non-high-conflict marriages, then... I think that the child needs both of their parents. So that's really awesome. Yeah, that was really good. But in saying that, um, whilst they had that mutual understanding, um, there was a lot of high conflict. Um, so that that was really interesting how they both at times could understand that we needed the stability of going between both homes and still having a relationship. Yet at times there would be high conflict situations. So that was really conflicting for my brother and I. And I think now we're moving into the how could my parents improve what they did? Um, yes. So, <laughs> for example, um, I speak about this often on my blog is pick up and drop off. So when you're a kid with two homes, obviously there has to be a point where you go from moms to dads and dads to moms. And when you're under driving age, that means that your parents have to somewhat come into contact. And for my brother and I, that was always very anxiety provoking and quite high conflict at times. So we had this idea in our head, okay, mom and dad understand that we need to see each of them. But when we're doing that handover, they're really not understanding that we do not need conflict in that moment. Uh, so I often speak about that and speak about how parents can really make it a less anxiety provoking time for their kids, focus on their kids moving from one place to another, which is in itself quite unstabling and quite, you know, in a way, um, unsettling um so that's really important that 
you know, parents are mindful of that. But Grace, I'll just come back to one point that you said, which was, um, you know, your parents have mutual respect for one another. I often say having respect for your co-parent is having respect for your kid. That is massive because as much as you might hate them and hate what they do and don't like the food that they cook the kids or don't like what they put them in. My dad put me in soccer clothes growing up because I was a tomboy. Um, It's not about your conflict. It's about your kids. So when you speak poorly about your co-parent or you show a disrespect for them, you're actually showing a disrespect for your kids. Um, And so to remove that conflict and that disrespect is doing your kids a favour tenfold. I love how you said that, Bella. You're such a great communicator. Yeah, Bella, I agree with you. And I think the story that you shared with me earlier was really a great example of how when you don't have respect for your co-parent, it can really hurt your child in a deeper way. So would you mind sharing that with us? Yeah, of course. So a really good example of how, yeah, that disrespect for your co-parent is a disrespect or hurtful to your child is, let's take an example of your mom's talking about your dad um, and she's talking about him in a very negative way. You know, she doesn't like him. He's not a good person. He's this, he's that. Um, so you take that all in, you take all that on board, trying to keep your own independent views of your dad because you love him and he's your dad. But your mom thinks this certain way. So you take that on board, you go to sleep. The next time you're chatting to your mom about your dad, she's saying, you remind me exactly of your father. You're exactly like him. How that makes a kid of divorce feel or a kid generally is, okay, I'm now going back to those thoughts of what you were saying about him yesterday or a couple of days ago about how you don't like him, about how he's this, how he's that, and that's how you feel about me. Uh, That's a very clear example of how your disrespect for your co-parent can very much impact your kid. your kids are much more perceptive than you believe um, and it can be very hurtful. Whilst you would never say those things to your kid, that I don't like you and you're this, you're that, um, your kids can read between the lines and they take things on board even if you don't mean it. So having respect for your co-parent is having respect for your kid and mm. uh, it's absolutely vital to your relationship. That's so good, yeah. Yeah, it really bothers me when there's a saying of like, oh, kids are resilient, like they won't remember that because I have so many friends who have seen and heard things when they were little that were high conflict or abusive situations and it is locked up in that brain of theirs and it will not come out unless they go to therapy or they have a safe person to talk about it with and I don't know, I just think it's really naive of us to think that kids aren't paying attention to what they see and what they hear. Like they're still humans and yes, their brains are not fully formed until they're 25. However, because they're a kid, they're like a sponge. And so they're just taking in everything and taking in their environment. And when you're a kid, I don't know if you felt this way, but it feels like mom and dad are on a pedestal. Like everything mom and dad say is key. Like, oh my goodness, because you don't know any better. Your mom and dad are the people that teach you everything. And so If they say something, then that goes. But it's so conflicting and confusing if mom says one thing and then I go to dad's and dad says another thing and it's not matching. I'm like, okay, well, who do I trust here? Do I trust mom? Do I trust dad? I don't know. So then that's where the trickiness comes in with all of it. 
Completely. And then you start seeing kids start to what parents like to term rebel, but they're really just trying to find their feet in this world. Uh, yeah. And that's why as much as, and again, qualifying it, putting abuse to one side, that's a whole different story. But as much as, you know, there is going to be conflict in a divorce and there's a reason for the divorce, it is utmost that the kids' best interests are put in the middle of it and they're put first. And yeah. that means communicating with each other rather than through your kid. I often speak about being the messenger. Um, oh, you know, you yes. might be you might be communicating these really nasty messages to a kid. Like they are, yes, you're in your own little bubble of that's our divorce and your kid's in the middle, but that does not mean that everything is their responsibility. You're still an adult um, and it's so important that you act like it because like you said, your kids are looking up to you whether you like it or not. You're their inspiration, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. They're looking to you for all the right answers. And if you're giving them the wrong answers, they're going to still take it as gospel. That's so true, Bella. I love what you said about all of that. Um, Guys, I'm just going to say it multiple times in this podcast, but please, please find Bella's Instagram, A Kid With Two Homes. It is, it's marvelous what she's doing on there. And it's nice to get that in your feed as often as she posts and get those reminders of, wow, okay, Yes, thank you. Someone gets it. And I'm talking to parents and I'm also talking to kids of divorce because, Bella, your heart for this page, right, was to create a safe environment for kids of divorce. Is that correct? That's right. My target audience, absolutely the kids, because ultimately I started it because I never had anything like it growing up. And I live by a mantra, be the person that you wanted when you were younger. And I think this is exactly what I needed. Um, and people like you, Grace, and your beautiful podcast and everything that's coming forward. Um, it's so, so vital to have people like us, and that's not tooting my own horn, but putting stuff out there to ultimately remind kids that they are not alone in their parents' wars. Mm. Yes. So many people are experiencing this. And it's like I was saying to you before, Grace, it's this taboo but not taboo topic. We feel as though... We can't speak about it because oh, it's just divorce. It's a first world problem. Yes, Everybody goes yes. through it. But we can't minimise the the essentially trauma and everything that comes along with it. It's, it's completely life-changing. It changes our routine. And it doesn't need to be a completely negative thing. I think mm-hmm. something that we're both trying to do here, Grace, is actually give kids and parents the tools to be able to manoeuvre through this negative concepts positively because at the end of the day you're not going to change it we I often talk about accepting your parents divorce because if you accept it then you can start focusing on your goals you can start focusing on your life and focusing on what's in your control despite your parents divorce Um, so it's not all doom and gloom it's actually how can we still be awesome people um, and not be dictated by our parents decisions absolutely Oh my goodness, you're a queen. Guys, seriously, <laughs> Bella is legit. She is the real deal. Uh, I agree with you, Bella. I mean, it, it is wild how there is this weirdness around talking about your parents' divorce. It's like, I even hear people go, oh, you have a podcast on that? Is it hard to get people on the show to talk about it? And I'm like, uh, no, because first of all, there's nothing like it. There are no kids that are talking about their experience. Secondly, like... When you hand someone the mic and you tell them, yes, your experience is valid. I want to hear everything about it. 
they just have an outpouring of information. And sometimes these podcasts, I have to trim them down because someone's expressing their parents' divorce verbally for the first time in like summative form ever. And they're just like, wait, I can't believe I just spilled all of that. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, it's fine. I'm going to delete a lot of the rabbit holes that you went on. But like, it's, it's wild to me how there's not a lot of spaces for people to talk about this because yes, for some reason it's learned like it's a minimized trauma. Like it's a little T trauma. It's not a capital T trauma. So it's, it can be pushed to the side. Like, oh, your parents are divorced. So what? So is everybody's. Kim K got a divorce. What's the big deal? But it's, it's not that way at all. I agree with you that it, it impacts the way that you go from house to house, the way that you interact with peers at school. Like I remember I'd forget certain things because I left something at one house. Did you ever have that happen before? I have multiple stories. And I actually was, I used it as a, oh, I don't have my sport uniform because I left it at my dad's because my parents are divorced. And it was like, a, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. No, you don't. You don't have to participate in sport today. And I was like, oh, my God, this thing is defining me. This is not my choice, <laughs> and it's defining me. This is ridiculous. Like, uh-huh. no, you know, absolutely. I, I speak about that often. Packing is my most hated activity, but we have to do it. And when you forget something, you either cry about it or you laugh about it or you make it fix fix itself or you get your parents to help you. Um, Truly. So yeah. Uh, not not a fan not a fan (laughs) yeah yeah well I just think it's neat that you're creating an environment for kids to realize that they're not alone um and so what what ways would you encourage the parents who are listening today to really show their kids that what they're going through matters it has Mm -hmm. a weight to it they don't need to get over it they don't need to be like yippity skippity about it and what are ways that they can surround them with community do you feel like there's spaces for that now do you feel like um I mean you could tell them about even your emails that I know that you do which is super cool Mm. so just take it away yeah no look I think parents at first need to acknowledge that their divorce um is really big in their world and it's extremely hard and I can't speak from that perspective but they need to acknowledge the impact that it's going to have on their kid Um, whether that's in a negative way or a positive way, just acknowledging that this is going to be a big life event in their kid's life and it's not all doom and gloom, um, but how are they going to kind of take it by the horns and really deal with it? Um, So acknowledging first that your kid needs some assistance from you because they're looking up to you to to steer them in the right direction. That's step one. Obviously, forming a community and forming a safe space so that they can talk to you if they do want to communicate. Communication is key from both parents and kids speaking to their parents. It's super important to make that feel like a safe space and that they can speak to you about anything. So, you know, bad-mouthing your co-parent's not going to help with that, but giving them the space to be like, hey, I understand you're going to dad's today. I'm really excited that you get to spend time with him. Of course I'm going to miss you, but I'm here to chat if you have a need. I know it can be a bit tough going between two homes. Stuff Mm. like that. Then taking it a step further, obviously, your kid's going to be perhaps going through school. This will all be age dependent as well. Uh, but if they're at an age where they're on social media or where they're, you know, chatting to other people and they're seeing that other people's parents are together, some other people's parents are divorced, some other people don't really have, they only have one parent in their life, um, keeping that communication line open, but also giving them tools that can help them. I often say, you know, seeking help is the strongest thing that you can do individually and for somebody else. 
Um, there are brilliant professionals out there like psychologists, etc. But then it leads me to people like you, Grace. I needed something like this podcast, you know, parents saying, hey, I found this awesome girl who runs this awesome podcast. Have a listen if you want, not forcing them to sit down and, and watch something that they didn't have their own their yeah. own choice about, <laughs> but saying, hey, I saw this and I thought, I don't know what it's like to be a kid of divorce, but this girl does. Have a check out of it, you know. You've got your brilliant podcast. I've got my Instagram. I've got my blog as well. We have – between the two of us, we're creating these resources for kids to build these tools of, hey, yes, it's a normal thing that people's parents get divorced. How am I going to kind of maneuver through this? So parents, if you can steer your kids in the right direction and feel like they have autonomy over their position in your divorce, then they'll feel comfortable to communicate with you about it and to, yeah. to feel comfortable in it. Um, so, yes, without tooting our own horns, I think that it's so important that kids just don't feel alone and we're so willing to talk about it, aren't we, Grace? We're just so willing to put it all out there and, yes. and remind them that it's it's kind of normal. Yeah, well, and Bella and I were laughing earlier because it is absolutely insane that out of the whole world, literally from both of our knowledge, it's just the two of us doing like an, crazy. an influencer-like thing of kind of being public about divorce. And I don't know if it's that people don't want to be public about it or people just don't have time for it. I mean, it is draining doing this work. And like we talked about earlier, it's weird being in relationship with someone like romantically and hoping for the best for that relationship, but then also being like, wow, I talk about divorce almost every day. <laughs> And yet somehow I still believe in marriage. That is wild. Um, But I mean, yeah, I I just think that it's pretty crazy that there's only two of us. And so if you're listening and you're a child of divorce and you have something to say, say it. Like I encourage you to post something on your Instagram story, post a TikTok, um, host something locally, like a little small group or forum for kids of divorce, like do something. Um, because your voice is needed in this space. It can't just be Bella and I's voice. Like, yes, we have things to say and we make up our own story. Like we have our own stories that we can tell, but that only describes our stories and people that can relate to those. There are some stories out there that have not been told yet and how like mysterious that is and how I'm just waiting for that person to come out with their story. So Bella, did you want to mention another person who could possibly be yes, out there? Yes, I did want to qualify that because um, it I can't explain how fantastic it has been to find you, Grace, because, you know, kind of pushing through with this kid's perspective through this amazing divorce community has been crazy to find out that really there aren't that many kids out there. And I do understand it took me a long time as well, and it is difficult to face these these things that we've been through to be able to talk about them. Uh, but I have met a lovely lady also in the US. Uh, her Instagram is Teens Thriving Through and her f- uh, focus is support for teens. Um, I think somewhat for parents to help their teens, which is phenomenal. But I understand that she was a kid of divorce as well. Uh, this is her Instagram, Teens Thriving Through, um, and she's phenomenal as well. Um, uh, so very much with that focus on teens, um, but also with her own perspective. So I think that the fact that, you know, we 
the qualification of, of course, we don't have a crystal ball and can see everybody doing True. everything in this space. Um, it's crazy to think that. I'm so sorry. I just got a call. No, you're good. It's crazy to think that it's it's just us really pushing things. But um, like we were chatting before, we are so on each other's side. If we can push each other up as much as possible to really remind kids that they are not alone it is so Uh important and people want to hear what you have to say because you matter and your experience matter matters Mm. and your perspective matters um Mm. and whatever you're going through uh, you're not alone in it um and you matter Mm. that's such a good message bella Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, that was the first but not the only episode that nope. I will be doing with Bella Duncan. This is the beginning of a marvelous journey between the two of us. Um, but please, please, if you've learned one thing today, it should have been I need to follow Bella on Instagram ASAP. So <laughs> it's at a kid with two homes. Is that correct? That's right. And I also have a blog where I post about, like I write just like a three minute read about certain topics. Um, and you can find that at www.akidwithtwohomes.com. Queen. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I am so excited. Well, Bella, thank you for just donating some of your time this morning and being willing to give us a little snapshot about your own story. But there is so much more to know about Bella through her blog. So give that a read. And can they subscribe to the blog? They can. Yes, definitely. Okay. Be sure to to subscribe to her blog because you do not want to miss out on the things that she posts. Um, She herself is, you know, exposing all of this knowledge and giving it to us for free, which is shocking and so kind. And this is just the beginning. There's going to be even more little gold nuggets of wisdom that she has for us. So be sure to not miss out on any of that and subscribe to her blog. So thank you, Bella. Thank you so much for having me, Grace. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this podcast. If you enjoyed, be sure to write a a review. Follow me at Divorce Tips From Kids on Instagram. Love you guys, and we will talk to you soon.